Hey everyone, it's Raghu, and I'm back with Ramdas here and now. And uh, the first thing I want to do is really let everybody know that we have this fantastic new podcast on Be Here Now Network, Alan Watts. And it's just, uh, it's kind of wonderful because they were such good friends back in the day. And uh, we had that, I hope some of you have heard it. If you haven't, go back and listen on Ramdas here and now to the, we put together a podcast of Alan and Ramdas around themes, common themes, and uh, each of them talking about them. And from their perspective, it's really fascinating, incredible stuff. So anyhow, we made this deal with uh, Mark Watts. Mark is Alan's son, did a bunch of the recording back in the day for his dad. And uh, he and I got together with other people uh, from foundation. And now you have, uh, finally, it's up there now while you're listening. When you get through listening to this podcast, go check out Being in the Way, Alan Watts. And boy, do I love that name, Being in the Way. (laughs) Really proud of it, so check it out. This talk from Ramdas is, I'm not sure if he named it this or one of us named it this, I can't tell. Giving space to the universe. And certainly that is, uh, it's got quite a uh, progression terms of what he was talking about, what he talks about in the beginning, all the way to the end, he sings this song, I swear to God, I I know you all hear this all the time from me, but I've listened to a billion Ramdas talks doing this, what I'm doing, and I never heard this, okay? I never, and I never heard something else. He said something in here that's the most important, one of the most important things I've heard in a long time, never mind Ramdas or anything. It's just it's a it's a point of view that is is to me crucial to integrate into our daily perspective, and uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. And what uh, so oh so it's yes yeah, so it goes through this really and there's a wonderful meditation at the end as well. Uh, so it's a, a around. Uh, starts out with you know stuff around the fact that um, you know we walk around and all we do is express that story we tell ourselves who we think we are and and the idea is and the purpose of being on the path at all is to begin to recognize your true identity uh, and uh, one nice thing he said the heart is an incredible mechanism for caring about all of mankind, womankind, all sentient beings, but not without truth. That's something, that's like a little bit of a koan to no, gnaw on for a while. So, okay, I said before that Aside from never hearing this song, which, by the way, is called We All Come From God. Really, it's like, you know, it's an acapella thing. It's uh, it's extraordinary. Wait till you hear it. 
But what really struck me in this, and of course, we are all going to hear this as we listen to the podcast, So, but I'm just trying to give you a heads up, give everybody a heads up about stopping the uh, playback, the stream, uh, when you hear what he says and to really take time to think about it. It's what happened to me. And I, it's still a wonder for me to appreciate the uh, that no matter what, after all these years, maybe maybe I did hear it before, and it's only now starting to ring true. But I I don't think I did, and I just love the way this is put. So he talks about you know we all get high, we we get into a situation like the one he's in with a bunch of loving people in a hall and. Everyone's real high, and then when they get home, you kind of crash. It's just like a psychedelic kind of thing. So, you know, you're brought down. So here's the perspective. Think of that as grace, he basically says. It's the grace of experiencing the possibility of yourself that keeps helping you aim and redirect everything in your moment-to-moment life. And when you talk about the possibility, don't you love that? I mean, the grace, so all the stuff, and what is the stuff that brings us down, of course, is clinging and desires and fear and unworthiness and self-pity and jealousy and anger. That's just a short list. So that's, that's, how about looking at that in the way of grace, which is what Ramdas did, of course, with his stroke and what happened to him emotionally. So the, the grace of experiencing the possibility of yourself. It's, uh, anyhow, I love it. The things you bring you down... Uh, one of the other things that brings you down is, and I, he, of course, being this, the incredible psychologist he was, we're just constantly hooking people into our stuff he's talking about. So you just think of it for yourself, just walking around. You have all of these, uh, we have all of these projections that are based on manipulations. And uh, as, as Ram Dass puts it, it's, we're the masters at the game of seduction to get what we want. And you keep walking around like that. And you get the idea of, and of course, mindfulness is the thing that really helps too. So you understand, we all understand our self-motivation for manipulation and seduction to get what we want. And that's where the grace comes in, you realize how perfect. I wouldn't be able to even uh, get aware of this in myself without that grace. That's the grace. Well, and in the end, he says, which is something that uh, I appreciate and, and speak to myself, give it all space, spaciousness, awareness and spaciousness. Give it space. Give the universe space. 
don't jump all over it and yourself. We don't need to do it. And that's how this... Uh, and then it goes into this great meditation. And then this song, we're, we all come from God. It's fantastic. Okay, there you go. Don't forget about Alan Watts. Check that out on uh, Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com and you'll see Alan Watts being in the way. All right, so do that. Uh, also, you want to hear some great stories of Neem Karoli Baba? Maharaji, that's coming up too. I think uh, it uh, it will be a few days after you hear this. You'll be able to go to the um, guest podcast. Just go to the get guest podcast. You're going to hear stories with Girija, Radha, and other uh, women. And and of course, Girija and Radha were back in India with with us all with Ramdas and Neem Karoli Baba. So check that out, and we'll see you next time on Ramdas Here and Now. Ram Ram. I mean, once, once, once that opens, everything else starts to just become stuff you play with. You're just playing with a substance, including your own body and your own melodrama. Each of you has a melodrama, don't you? Really mellow, right? You've got a plan of who you are and where you're going and what your future holds. And every moment you're reciting who you are and you're getting everybody around you to reinforce the model you have of who you must be. If you're a good guy, you've surrounded yourself with people who say, he's a really good guy. Okay? If you're a sexy girl, you got everybody saying, gee, she's sexy, wow. Just send out the vibes, know me, know me, know me, know me. This is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am, this is who I am. When the transformation has occurred and you're not busy being anybody, then the only thing that's coming through is God. Then just like a river or a tree, you are a perfect statement of the Dharma, of the flow. And then you never are out of the flow of the universe again. As you begin to open and explore this journey, you take the tantric technique is to take the stuff of your daily life and start to offer it up. You, what you do is you begin to, quote, consecrate your life. Instead of God being some kind of an abstraction that you deal with in Sundays or that was connected with your parents or, well, I don't know, it's something nice, you begin to recognize your true identity just a little bit, just enough so that everything you're doing, you don't have to change a step in the dance. You don't have to drop out. You don't have to go to a cave. You don't have to wear clothes or shave your head or wear funny clothes or do anything. The process can change in your, it changes in your being, not in your doing. And as your being changes, your doing will change, but it will change very subtly. So that you might drive the same bus yesterday that you drive tomorrow, but tomorrow when you drive the bus, everybody that gets on the bus gets a certain vibrational space created by your being that allows them to touch a place in them that's just a little deeper. It's interesting about the word love. See, a lot of you deal with, am I in love with her, am I in love with him? We used to be in love, but now we're not. And 
love, the concept of love. There's a way of looking at love to understand it a little better. When you say, I am in love with him or I am in love with her, one of the ways of understanding it is that that other person is a stimulus that awakens in you a place where you are love. Because when, some, when you are around your beloved, the whole world starts to look different. There's a certain luminous quality that takes over in the universe when you're really in love. And you connect it to the person and you get hooked on the person. Because that person is your connection in the same way that a junkie has a heroin connection. It's your connection to the place in you where you are loved. Because you don't know how to get there other than through that connection. And when two people are in love with each other, they are each other's connections into the place in themselves where they are loved. As you divest yourself of being attached to your intellectual, social, physical identities, that doesn't mean you kill yourself or have no personality. You don't change those at all. You just change your attachment to them. Not your involvement, but your attachment. As you get freer of them, so you see them as patterns and forms, more and more do you enter into the space within yourself that is love. At that point, it is no longer connected with needfulness in the sense of, I need a connection to the love because you are love. And at that point, you start to experience that you are in love not only with the person you're supposed to be in love with, but with everybody else as well. Which at first, since you are used to, when you feel this intensity of love doing something very dramatic about it, it leads to a tremendous number of social complications. Okay. I mean, you get on the bus, see, and you're walking down the bus and you've already got a whole social scene and you're just carrying your groceries home and you look on the seat and there's somebody sitting there and they look in your eyes and for one moment, because of this place, you connect with them in the place of love and you are suddenly drunkenly in love. And to go to the point where you can be drunkenly in love and walk right by without missing a step, without even saying, hello, let alone, I want to marry you or let's have dinner or, you know. You don't have to do anything about it. You just begin to be in love with the universe. And you find that when you are in that love, then everything that brings you away from it which are only your own attachments, become very visible and noticeable and you keep offering them up to the mother. See, so you're loving everybody until somebody does something you don't approve of and you judge them. And immediately the whole thing turns off and you've gone out of the flow and you don't feel the love. And then you say, there I was judging again. Here, Ma, you take the judgment. You can have the opinions and judgments around, available if you need them. If somebody comes up and says, what do you think of Vietnam? You can have one ready. But you don't have to sit around being, I'm somebody who thinks this about Vietnam. You don't have to say it as you're going to bed at night. You know, you're brushing your teeth and this is what I think about that and this is what I think about that. Yeah. They're available if you needed them, but you don't have to spend all your time worrying about them. I mean, your intellect is an exquisite servant, tool, device to know God. But don't let it rule your whole ship. Your heart is an incredible mechanism for caring about all of mankind, and womankind, and childkind, and all sentient beings. But without truth, it runs rampant. 
and it destroys as much as it helps. And when you have tuned to the place in you where you are love, then everywhere you go, you're just like a light that goes around. You're just sending out stuff. And then everybody that is ready looks at you and they experience the place in them. It's like a, an instrument, a musical instrument that has a, a resonance, a harmonic resonance. You resonate with the place in the person where they are love. I'll meet somebody and they'll look at me and at first they go through all of their paranoia. They'll look and they'll say, oh, what a weird looking guy. And then they'll say, he's looking back at me. What does he want? And then they'll run through all their thoughts. Does he want my body? Does he want my mind? Does he want my money? Does he want something? And they keep running through, but there's nothing that happens because I don't want it. Because in fact, I'm not even looking. I'm just seeing. I'm just sitting here. There's not even an act of going out. It's just sitting. And then when they are ready to let go, they go through all their paranoia like a one-armed bandit oranges and bananas and lemons going brrr, paranoia, paranoia, paranoia. And then no matter what the package they're in, they may be old and decrepit or young and beautiful or a child or a dog or whatever. At that point, if they're ready and they can let go enough and trust their own intuitive sense, they look back and here we are in love, in absolutely peaceful, conscious love and there's nothing that has to be done about it. And it's as if at that moment, that place in them has been watered, just like ground that's being prepared. They may not be able to maintain it. Like some of you may be experiencing a feeling at this moment in this place because of the nature of the loving beings that have gathered here to bless us. And you'll go away and you'll lose it. You'll quote, come down. But that's okay, don't knock it, because the grace to experience the possibility in yourself keeps helping you aim and redirect. And as you learn how to do it, every time you start to come down, the things that bring you down are your own clingings, fears, unworthiness, self-pity, stuff like that. And you just start to, here Ma, you take them. Here Ramdas, you take it. You take my stuff, I don't need it anymore. And everything that interferes with your tuning to God within yourself, you just start to let it go. No big deal about it. You just start to let it go. If you got somebody you're really angry at, you take a picture of them. I have a little puja table of a table of Christ and all the beings that I worship and love and hang out with, my, my buddies, the girls and boys of my school. Okay. Christ and Ananda, my ma, and, you know, so on. And I'll put a picture of somebody that really I'm having a hard time with, right in the middle of them. I'll worship it. I'll look at it and I'll get all this. Thing. And then I slowly just here, just keep letting it go and letting it go and letting it go until I can look through the stuff that caught me again and see another being in there who's just waiting for me not to get caught in their stuff. See, every one of us, has this stuff that we're sucking everybody into around us and we're just hoping desperately that somebody will come along that will not get stuck in it. But the thing is, we're really masters at the game of seduction. And we keep seducing people into thinking we are who we think we are when all we wanted was one person who says, look, that's just who you think you are. You're not gonna suck me into that one. 
And the quality of the guru, the quality of the free teacher is that they are like a pure mirror. And when you look at them, you only see your own stuff because they don't have any stuff. Because the only reason somebody else gets sucked in by your stuff is because there's something they want. See, like people that are very wealthy, for example, have built a whole paranoia around their wealth. Everybody wants me for my money, like a father with his kids. And the fact is that they send out a vibration and the people that gather around them, in fact, are busy reacting to money. And so they are, in effect, everybody's fulfilling everybody's expectations. But once I was with my guru and he was lying on his wooden table, and at that moment, Indira Gandhi, the head of India, went by with her Cadillacs and generals and all that production. Here's my guru who has a blanket and a loincloth and a water jug, and he's lying on a wooden table, and we're both in bliss. And he looks over at this whole business and he says to me, look at all that. And it's just a worldly king. Like, it's no big deal. It's just a king on this plane. And then as if to deal with my power trippingness, he said, you know, there was a, uh, two, a king that asked two fakirs, two holy men with powers to come before him. And they refused to come. And they said to him, when you can get an ant and an elephant to come and bow down to you, you know, and sing to you, we'll come. Because they could do it. So they had these other powers. And so the king came and bowed down to them. But all powers are still just trippy, trippy, trippy stuff. But after that, when I would look at people like Richard Nixon, I would just see like tin soldiers. I'd see people caught completely in the web of power. My fear was gone and my desire was gone. I didn't even want the stuff. And the true king is the king who is not attached to his power. That's the one that becomes the great statesman. See, we have so lost our connection to who we are, to the flow, to the harmony, that everything seems weird. Even getting it isn't quite right, what you get in stuff in life. And the only way you're going to feel at home ever again in this universe is when your soul acknowledges its true identity. It's the only time, only, only. There's no other way. There's nothing you can think of that's going to be enough. Nothing. Every fantasy you've ever had. My horror was that I had all these fantasies and now I'm getting them all, but I don't want them. But I created the vibration that makes them happen. So now here I am and I'm famous. Isn't that far out? People come and say, oh, that I had the chance to meet Ramdas. And I'm sitting in here just looking at souls. It's all empty show. It's all form. It's all passing dance. It's all passing show. But there were 10 years ago when I was sitting saying, how can I get famous? Okay. And at that time, had I been famous, I would have been collecting it. Oh, you're really pleased to meet me? Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, how pleased are you to meet me? Oh, come on. And I would, I walk where people would be most pleased. See? Okay. I look for the rushes all the time. Okay. But we are very fortunate because, because of the exquisiteness of technology, the visibility of all of the trips of life, 
are immediate and direct and obvious. So many of us have gone through the entire Beatles trip with the Beatles. And we're really now Paul McCartney living out in the country with his old lady and his kids. And we're George Harrison trying to do a spiritual trip, a little too heavy-handed. And we're Ringo, still lost in being Ringo. <laughs> or like I hang out with the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia. Jerry's a beautiful guy. The incredible amount of fame and visibility. I remember them when they didn't have enough money to eat back in the Haight-Ashbury in the 60s. And now, like, Jerry Garcia is an institution among a certain generation. And all Jerry wants to do is hang out at his house and play his guitar. And he's like, he's as close as I've ever seen to a total monastic. He's a monk. He comes into that harmony only through his guitar. Even his wife says it's hard to be with him because he just wants to play the guitar. He's got his connection. And I said to Jerry, when you don't need your guitar, then your music will be God's music. Until then, it's still your music. Because when I talk to you, my mind is empty. I don't have a thing to say to you. Isn't it far out? I've been talking for hours. I'm just sitting here just like you are. One of us is the mouthpiece, and others are the earpieces. And we're having this dialogue with ourselves. And it's just pouring through. It's just stuff. It's just... Right? And when you really recognize what the game is, see, you will realize that all these words were merely to keep your intellect cooled out while something else was happening. <laughs> this is a super hype. Because the process was to you to cool out enough and go, yes, often enough. Mm, that's right. That, that feels right. Yes. To finally open just a little bit so you could experience a deeper level of your own being. Because yeah. I'm not it. It's it. Exactly right. It's it. And you are as much it as I am. And the only thing that will ever satisfy you is when you know yourself, not when you know me better. You start out on the journey in a dualistic way. You can say, God's out there, the guru's out there, there's nothing wrong with that, and you can love the guru and surrender and trust. That is a vehicle, it is a method, the same as meditation is a method, the same as study is a method. But if you start to love the guru, when you really trust and surrender and love, you look through and then you see you are loving a form. And you look through the form and you see another form. You love that more desperately. And you go through and through and through until finally you are looking in a mirror and you see yourself. And then when there is no attachment to your separateness, there is nothing to be seen any longer. Then you are it. And then you come back a little to know it and then go back into being it. That's a very fine balance. And a fully free being is right here now, living life just the way you are living life. Perfectly liberated being could be living any one of your lives at this moment. 
You don't have to go and act like Buddha or Christ. You just have to live your dharma. You have to live in harmony with the forces that are acting on you at this moment. A river, when it becomes enlightened, doesn't become a tree. It just becomes a perfect river. The game has been designed so that what you are at this moment is perfection itself. You merely have to give up your models in order to recognize yourself. It's as simple as that. Honor it. Love it. Don't judge it. Don't judge it. Just allow it. Give it space. Give it all space. Give the universe space. Who would have ever thought that we could sit together, this many of us, in this silence, and give ourselves that space? In order to become the conduit for that energy, you've got to keep giving it away. You can't hold it all for yourself. So we'll start right now, because we've been very blessed just to be able to be together and share this kind of consciousness. So now focus in your heart and breathe in and breathe out as if you were breathing through your heart. But as you breathe in, imagine, for those of you that cannot experience, imagine that you are breathing in God's breath. You're breathing in light, energy, truth, love. Breathe that in. Let it pour through your body. Then bring it up to the point between your eyebrows and breathe it out and send it out as peace and love to all the beings in all the planes of existence who are suffering. Start with people right close by you, people you know, people who are full of anger or pain, physical or psychological, who are lonely or who hurt, people in the world who are starving, people in the world who are caught in the ugliness of greed and lust. Breathe in the energy through your heart that this room is permeated with at this moment. And let us as a collective beacon now, understanding the power of thought, send out peace and love to the universe. Share your blessing. Breathe deeply. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. 
We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. Like a river flows into the ocean, like a river flows into the ocean, like a river flows into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. Like a river flow into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun, we all come from God, and unto him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto him we shall return. Like a river flow into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return. Like a river flow into the ocean. Like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return, we all come from God. And unto him we shall return, like a river flows, returning to the sea, like a ray of light, returning to the sun. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return, we all come from God. And unto him we shall return, like a river flows into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all we all come from God, we all come from God, we all come from God, like a river flows.
has been. We all come from God, and unto Him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto Him we shall return like a river flows into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God, and unto Him we shall return. And unto Him we shall return, like a river flows into the ocean, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God, and unto Him we shall return. We all come from God, and unto Him we shall return, like a ray of light returning to the sun, like a ray of light returning to the sun. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return. We all come from God. And unto him we shall return. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at Ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you. <laughs>